0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, beloved Orthodox, Christian sisters in Christ, we heard in the today's Gospel, traditional Gospel that we read, at the Compline of the Friday of the first week of the Great Lent, concerning the words that our Saviour spoke to His disciples, the relationship that He imprints in their hearts that should exist between Him and them an organic, a natural, almost biological relationship that he asks them to have with him. (coughs) This is the difference between Christianity, the Christian uh, askesis, the Christian exertion to perfection and all the other false religions that have askesis and then self-denial as well. In all the other religions and philosophical systems, falsely, false religions, There is an autonomous, an individual effort of self-improvement and so forth. Not so in Christianity. In Christianity, ask is, is about relationship with God. It's cultivating a living relationship with a living God. And that is how we become fruitful. And that is the purpose, that our Savior should see in us fruits worthy of repentance. How is that done? not by us on our own exerting ourselves. That is one part of askesis. But if that exertion of ourselves is devoid of a living relationship with Christ, then it becomes self-righteous Pharisees. It becomes stoicism. It becomes yoga. It becomes all those other things that people exert themselves, but is empty. It is lonely. Not so in Christianity. True Christian asceticism, true Christian self-exertion is about cultivating a living <coughs> relationship with God, with our Christ. That is why the fathers and mothers fled to the desert, not to be just alone, no, to be alone with Christ, to make space for Christ. That has, those are the celebrated words of Abba Arsenius, who fled, who was famous for fleeing from everybody. When one asked him, why do you flee from, me fa- fa- from us, Father? He said, if I, ha- if I speak to you, I have to speak with others as well. If I speak to all, when shall I speak with God? That is the Christian solitary life. Not to be alone of individually exerting ourselves and becoming something. No, it's about cultivating a relationship with God. And that is how our Savior imprints in our hearts. Just as branch, a branch cannot exist without the vine, they're one and the same. They have the same source. They have the same life. They have the same existence. So also, our existence should be entirely dependent on Christ, entirely centered around Christ. When one tries to improve himself, look what the difference When one tries to improve himself for his own sake, and when one tries to improve himself for the sake of his beloved. Even in worldly terms, we'll see the difference. One who is trying for himself is centered on himself. He's trying to be uh, disciplined, he's trying to be better every day, and so forth. Yes, it is laudable, but how different it is when someone is trying to improve himself for the sake of his beloved someone he loves, someone he cares about. That's why the Holy Fathers bring that example many times of the people that are in love. They cannot exist without each other. Every day they think, even if the person is absent, that that person is present. Is this looking what I'm doing, what I'm thinking, what I'm saying? And I want to make that person happy. I want to make, even if he or she is absent, that's what Somebody who loves another person does, he acts in a manner, exerts himself in a manner that will please that other person. So that fa- fathers use that constantly to apply to spiritual life, who is our beloved, our savior. Therefore, if for somebody who is a created uh, a person, for that sake of that person, people go at such length to improve themselves so that they cultivate the best bond, the best relationship with that person, how much more we who have God who came to save us, who came, became man from the most holy Theotokos for our sakes, he is the beloved above all everything that can be loved. He is the beloved of every human being he should be. Therefore, for his sake, shouldn't we cultivate even more as the, the relationship? Shouldn't we exert ourselves more? Therefore, to, uh, fathers constantly applied this uh, type of a man, who, man who, or a woman who is in love with a person, to apply it to the spiritual life. Just as a person who is in love transforms, he looks differently, his eyes are burning, he himself is constantly ruminating about his beloved, so also we in our spiritual life should have that kind of a type. And uh, just yesterday, uh, when I was reading St. Isaac the Syrian, I, I came across his beautiful description of what a man looks like when he becomes entirely uh, engulfed with uh, love of our Savior. And he says, a beautiful description, he says, The love of God is fervent by nature, and when it descends upon a man beyond measure, it throws his soul into ecstasy. Therefore the heart of the man who has felt this love cannot contain it or endure it without an unaccustomed change being seen in him according to the measure of the quantity of this love. Love. And these are its visible signs. His face becomes fiery, exceedingly joyous, and his body becomes heated. Fear and shame withdraw from him, and he is like one deranged. The power that gathers the mind flees from him, and he is as though out of his wits. From henceforth his life, in comparison with his beloved, is as nothing in his eyes. Because of this, even death, which is terrible for all, for him is a cause of joy. And further, the gaze of his mind is fixed inseparably and deliriously upon him. Though he is distant, he speaks with him as one near at hand. Being hidden from sight, he muses upon him well-known hiddenness, His vision is natural but inaccessible to sense perception. In his actions, as in his appearance, he is uh, set aflame. He dwells in solitude, but his thinking converses, as it were, with another and is astonished. This is the spiritual passion with which the apostles and the martyrs were inebriated. May God grant us also to attain to such derangement. What beautiful words. Just hits the spot of telling us that we should be in love with our Savior. And how do we come to, our, to cultivate this relationship with our Savior? Or rather, through whom? Through the Most Holy Theodokos. There is no other way. Through the Most Holy Theodokos, who loved our Savior beyond every any human being, through her it is possible to cultivate this living relationship with Christ. And to uh, illustrate this point, uh, further, I will uh, remind you of the uh, episode in the life of one of the persons who was most uh, most uh, perfect in the practice of Jesus' prayer. There was St. Maximus, the heartburner of the Holy Mountain, who was a person who, would, who was considered to be deranged in his day. They would consider him to be deranged, somebody who was delusional. And he did burn huts every time he would live in a hut. Then he would burn it down and move to another place to live there. He was deranged for God. He was truly deranged for God. And when St. Gregory of Sinai discerned that his derangement was a spiritual perfection and not delusion, he sat down with him and begged him to speak with him. And he, understanding that St. Gregory was there with a true desire to listen He conversed with him. In this conversation, St. Gregory of Sinai asks one simple question. After expounding about the Jesus prayer and the noetic activity of constantly being in conversation with God, he asks, how does one attain to that, that the prayer should be there in heart constantly conversing with God? And what beautiful answer does St. Maximus give to St. Gregory. He says, this is a gift from the Mother of God. He says, if you want truly to exert, to find prayer, Jesus' prayer, he says, you should ask with your whole heart to the Mother of God. You should have relationship with the Mother of God. Cultivate that spiritual bond with Mother of God, so that she gives you as a gift. For it is a gift. And how can we better cultivate a true bond with the Mother of God than to sing constantly to her, her beloved hymn of the Akathist?" The hymn that she loves and she delights when we sing constantly. One of the, in the Paterica of the Holy Mountain, one father called the singing of the Akatist hymn constantly pulling on the hem of the Mother of God. And that's what it is. We constantly should be attached to the hem of the garment of the Mother of God. And singing the Akathist hymn is pulling on the hem to, for her to look at us and to listen. She always looks and she always is listening. But from our side, just as Mother delights in, in, the, in the child being constantly towards her and, and asking and begging to, to and, and she being the center of, of, uh, of his life, so also the Mother of God delights when we pull on her hem with the uh, Akathist, not once a day, many times a day, even. Therefore, let us chant constantly to the Mother of God and let us cultivate this bond with her so that she can help us to have this true living relationship with her Son and our God Jesus Christ. Of this, maybe we all be deemed worthy. Amen.